Welcome to the Consultants Council podcast, a place for consulting industry guidance and best practice advisory. Whether you're working to grow in your consulting career, you're managing and developing a consulting firm, you're working with consultants, or you're just interested in business and high-performance advice, we've got recommendations and education for you. I'm Kelsey Kreveling, founder and CEO of Kelsey Consulting, a firm focused on building high-performing organizations, teams, and individuals through a variety of ventures, including the Consultants Council. I've spent my career at the intersection of technology and management consulting, working with organizations across the country to help solve their toughest challenges, while also supporting the growth and development of multiple consulting firms, helping them improve their long-term performance trajectory. In addition, I'm an entrepreneur across a few different industries and I serve as a startup investor and advisor, promoting the ideas of other entrepreneurs as they work to gain traction in their industries. With so many people gearing up to launch their own businesses and establish their own consulting practices, I wanna make available the advice and lessons I've learned along the way. This podcast is made possible by Kelsey Consulting with media support by Class Act Media. For more information, check out our site at theconsultantscouncil.com and kelsey.consulting. That's K-E-L-S-C dot consulting. And now, stay tuned for this episode's counseling, because the consulting world is full of nuances, and the answer is always, it depends. What's possible? Do more. Hey there, it's Kelsey Kreveling with the Consultants Council, and on today's episode, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to spend some time and we're going to grieve. We're going to honor all the opportunities that didn't manifest, that did not come to fruition, whether that be jobs that we thought were going to be a great fit, companies we've started that haven't turned out, investments we've made that didn't come back with a return. We spend a lot of time honoring and acknowledging all the celebratory occasions and milestones within our corporate and personal lives. But when things come to an end, we don't necessarily take the time to honor them and reflect upon them and ponder the lessons that we can learn from them. So, With this episode, we're going to take that moment to acknowledge those opportunities that didn't go the way that we thought that they would. And we're gonna talk about what you need to do in order to close them out successfully and to move forward from that chapter well. Okay, so I said today's episode would be a bit different. So with that in mind, uh, we're gonna open a new bottle of the Yamakaze Single Malt Japanese Whiskey. It's a 12 year. I don't know about you, but I adore Japanese whiskey ever since I had the opportunity to go to Japan and try it. Very difficult to get. Um, This bottle though has some significance. It was actually a gift from a fellow entrepreneur who, heard that I like Japanese whiskey and got it for me. So pretty neat. Um, And we had actually bonded over talking about our shared paths towards starting our own companies, the difficulties, the challenges, the tribulations that come from being 
an entrepreneur, not an easy thing to, to pursue. And so um, what better way to celebrate the closings of different businesses than with a glass of whiskey from a friend and colleague. All right, now, like I said, things don't always go the way we expect them to. Uh, and when they don't, it's best to reflect, be grateful for the opportunity to experience, and then look forward to how is it that you want to best move on. So collectively, for everyone listening and watching wherever in the world you are, and whenever it is that you are watching this, hopefully this episode finds you when you most need it. I certainly acknowledge the pain of closures and endings for things that we pursued with our whole heart that did not go the way that we anticipated. So with that, cheers to you. You've put yourself out there. You have tried, you have done your best. And ultimately things haven't gone the way that you wanted, but when we remember that everything is happening for us, not to us, so that we can learn and grow and experience and develop, it makes it much easier to look for the good and to see the lesson and to appreciate that opportunity. So with that, cheers, I acknowledge and honor you. And this is excellent. So if you've not yet had the opportunity to try Japanese whiskey, specifically Yamakaze, uh, I highly encourage you to check it out if you are a whiskey aficionado of any kind. Okay, so first let's start out with, you had a job that maybe you were laid off from, you were fired from, it did not materialize the way that you expected What's next? Well, when you first get the bad news, that's a blow. There is no way to just be able to circumnavigate the grief that comes along with that news. Uh, it is shocking and astounding and you're going to feel a whole range of emotions as a result of it. I would highly encourage you to take a beat. Do not immediately start panicking, well don't panic at all, but don't let yourself spiral into a negativity mindset. Instead, remember it's happening for you so that you can do something else, so that you can learn something else, experience something else, work with different people. Uh, it doesn't feel like it in the moment, right? I mean, of course, it's it's devastating to be laid off from a job, to be fired from a position. None of those things feel good when they happen. But time and again, when I talk with clients and colleagues who have experienced those transitions, they always let me know that it actually turned out great. 
they were pondering leaving and this was the push they needed or it opened them up to a whole new realm of possibilities that they wouldn't have explored otherwise. But that takes a little bit of time to uh, wrap your head around. It's tough to do right when it happens. And so the advice and counsel I give to clients is just take a beat. Don't immediately throw yourself into job searching. Don't immediately try and come up with other things that you can be doing. Instead, go do what brings you joy. Go spend some time doing the things that you love. Go work out, go spend time with your loved ones. Go take a cooking class if you enjoy cooking or go, if you can, take a quick weekend trip. Do not panic. Take the opportunity to just do some things that you really love. Spend some time in meditation, spend some time journaling. And when you're ready to start reflecting on the actual event that occurred and into the transition that you're now faced with, give it at least 48 to 72 hours before you do. Then start to ponder what you want your ideal day to look like. What about your job that you were doing did you like? What about it did you not like? What about the people you were working with worked well for you? And what about it didn't? Was what you were doing fulfilling you in the ways that you're looking to be fulfilled? Journal all of that out and come up with what you want your ideal day to look like. When you get really clear on the things that you love and the things that you can't stand and the things that you wanna to continue to do and the things that you never wanna do again, it becomes much easier to then start to parse through what your future is going to look like. But you can't do that when you're in panic mode. You can't do that when you're in that fight or flight survival mode where your entire nervous system has shut down and you cannot look objectively at the situation. So in the immediacy of those type of events, go spend some time doing something else. I know that may seem difficult in the moment, but it is truly the best thing that you can do in order to give yourself some perspective to allow yourself that metaphorical walk around the block so that you can collect your thoughts and think clearly as to what you want your future to look like. Because these career inflection points are just that, the opportunity to transition, to reflect upon what you've been doing and to look forward into what it is that you want to be doing and to make that change consciously from a place of opportunity rather than from a position of scarcity and fear. Trust that this change has happened to you for a reason and that it will work out the way it's meant to. All right, so now we've kind of covered what happens when you're going through a job change and you've lost a, a position. What to do when an investment doesn't pan out the way you anticipated. When you invest in maybe a startup and it doesn't come to fruition, or you bet big, maybe you were in NFTs and that did not transpire, or um, you know you just you bet big on something else and it did not come to term. So 
Very similarly to the job change uh, is reflect on that investment that you made. Not everything is going to hit. Not everything is going to 10x, 100x, you know, multiply. Some things go to zero. Some things go below zero, depending upon how you invested in something, because you also put in your time, your energy, your effort, depending upon what it is. So take the moment to first and foremost, be grateful that you have the opportunity and the funds to disperse them in that way. Wow, how neat that you got to be involved in that effort, in that position that you believed in. That's pretty cool, that's awesome. Okay, once you spend a moment in that position of gratitude for the opportunity, then spend some time thinking about, okay, is there anything that I, now that I know differently, could have done differently throughout this investment to change the outcome? Sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes it's no, sometimes you've parked your funds somewhere and you know, your hands off from them and it's up to, to others to be judicious with them and to utilize them effectively. But take that moment to ponder and to consider if there was anything that you could have done to, to handle it differently. Or if there's anything on the front end when you made that investment that would change and inform future due diligence that you'll do on future investments. You know, maybe it's that you will look at things differently, you'll evaluate the founders of an investment that you're making more rigorously, or you'll evaluate the stock portfolio that you're investing in, or the, the type of um, investment vehicle that you're putting funds into, right? Like there's, there's lots of things that we can do on the front end to improve our due diligence and to feel more confident in what it is that we're investing in. However, Investing inherently is risky. You're looking for a big return, but that comes at a price. And that price is the opportunity for it to evaporate. But when you're able to be confident in what you've done at the get-go, at the onset of that investment, you feel good about what you're putting your funds into. You're not just kind of throwing them around, but you really are being confident and competent in your due diligence and in what feels best to you, you know, you're going to be gleaning something from that regardless of what the financial return is. Have you learned something from that investment? Has it made you enter a new market that you were not previously involved in? Uh, have you gotten to work with others maybe because it was a startup and you've gotten to share ideas and collaborate in a different way? Cool, okay. I can think of lots of different investments that reward you in ways aside just from their financial gain. So spend time in gratitude, spend time looking at what you did from a due diligence perspective, and spend time considering if there was anything throughout the life cycle of that investment that you could do differently that could have changed the outcome. And then at the end of all of that, Again, raise your glass, be grateful for that opportunity, and don't let it deter you from future investments that are a good fit for you. Every investment will not turn out, but the opportunity to be involved in them and to see funds that you've worked hard for have the potential to multiply and magnify 
and to bless others is a really neat thing to be a part of. So honor that, be proud of yourself for it, and then don't spend any more time dwelling on it. Give it the time it deserves and then move forward. All right, and now for the final career milestone to grieve. What happens when it's time to close down a venture that you founded? That's a tough one. First of all, cheers to you for making something you believed in happen. For putting yourself out there and for bringing an idea to reality. That is more than most people can ever say that they have done and pursued. So regardless of the outcome, that is something to celebrate and to be proud of. Kudos. Now, how do you actually know it's time to transition and to close something down? It can happen for a multitude of different reasons. One, you might run out of just funding and you cannot continue to prolong operations. Uh, Co-founder challenges, disputes, issues, makes it impossible to continue. Um, it may be that you've just, you know, you're not getting the market traction that you were anticipating and you've pivoted, you've tried different things, but it's just not happening. Or maybe that you have burned out, you have lost your passion for what it is that you're working towards and it's no longer something that you actively want to pursue. All of these things can occur and being able to look at them rationally and determine what is the best next step. Now, in some instances, if you have a great idea, it's doing well, but you've lost your passion and motivation for it, you can look at opportunities for an exit. You can look at ways to sell your business. And there's certainly lots of different paths that you can pursue in that regard. Um, selling a majority stake, selling a minority stake, bringing on investment partners. There's, there's different things you can explore there, doing a complete comprehensive 100% sale. Um, all viable paths depending upon the business and your um, revenue generation capabilities. Um, but what about some of those other ones where it's, you know, we just don't think we have a market fit or you have co-founder difficulty and challenges or you've just run out of funds? What then? Well, I've closed down a number of different businesses through the years for a multitude of different reasons. Once it was, you know, I and my co-founder no longer really had the enthusiasm for what it was that we were pursuing. We had other ventures that we were focusing on and believed in. And while we loved the company that we'd created and we'd found customers, um, we both recognized that neither of us had the bandwidth to really put into the venture what was necessary to be able to make it self-sustaining and fully operable. And we had other things that we wanted to pursue. And so we said, you know what, this has been great. We've made some money from this opportunity. We've learned a ton, we've gotten to work with others. It was a great experience, but you know what, we're gonna 
transition out of it and we're just going to sunset it because we didn't feel like there was enough of a market to really take it on and to sell it and um, neither of us really wanted to retain it and keep it going and so we went through the process of closing everything out on the flip side i've also had co-founders who did not want to continue operating uh, a business that we had founded and that was devastating that was that was truly really a grief filled process um, and it's sad it's sad when something that you believe in so deeply and want to see come to fruition and to reality because you believe in what it can be and it doesn't you know that that's a miscarriage of that opportunity of that potential of that possibility and so a taking the moment or many to acknowledge that and to grieve and to be sad for it but then to take the steps necessary to close everything out efficiently and effectively is critical um, and then you know if, if funding is a limitation and you've exhausted all of your options and you've you know dwindled down your own funds to a point where cannot continue to support this. We have not found venture or um, angel investors. We have not generated sufficient revenue from customers. You know, you've looked at all of the different opportunities and it's time to you know, transition and say, we, we don't have a buyer for this. We just need to close it. That happens too. And similarly, the process that one has to go through to close down the business is far more arduous than it is to start a business, which makes it even tougher because at the point where you're grieving, where you are sad about what has occurred at the loss of what you believe deeply in, you're also having to jump through a number of different hoops in order to sunset it and to be able to let go and move on. It's really hard. I mean, it's, it's like a divorce. You marriage, getting married is actually really easy. The, you know, the government in different states, they make it really simple to get married and then to get divorced. It's incredibly painful and difficult to extricate yourself and your life from another humans. Same thing with business. It's very easy to go on LegalZoom or to have your attorney file the paperwork to start an LLC or to start a company. It takes a lot of work to keep it running and then to close it actually takes a fair bit of effort. I was talking with a friend the other day and you know I, I was mentioning to her a, a business sunset that I was going through and she told me oh my gosh it's so painful she actually had to hire legal help to, to close it out for her because it is a difficult process to navigate and it is uh, I'm going through it right now like I said and I had to have um, you know, legal support in order to do the filings but then I also had to have accounting support with my um, tax professional to close out all of the accounts and to, to navigate it effectively. And it's that's a difficult process to navigate on your own and then to, oh, have to bring in outside help and to pay for outside help. Uh, if you're going through something where, you know, funding has been a challenge, you have to budget for that or you have to pay for it personally. These are things that you have to navigate. And so for anyone going through that process, just know that a, I understand. Um, B, it is completely okay to be devastated and to grieve and to be sad for that loss. But I truly hope that you will take the time to be grateful for the experience and to learn from it 
so that you can do it again. You may do it differently, but so that you can embark upon what it is that you founded in a different way, in a different pursuit, but using all the things that you learned for your benefit. Because ultimately that experience taught you a ton and to waste it and to give up on your dreams would be tragic. So with that, cheers to you for going out there, for doing your best, for making your idea a reality and for being mature enough to say, you know what, this is no longer working. It's no longer serving me. Maybe it's no longer serving others. It's not functioning the way it was intended to. And as a result, it's time to say goodbye and to let it go. So to let a business go effectively and completely, what do you have to do? Oh my goodness. Uh, there's a number of steps involved. First, as kind of mentioned, getting legal help in order to actually collapse the company and handle the dissolution where within the state where it's filed is necessary. You also have to make sure that before you file that dissolution, that the company is clear to close, as in it doesn't have any tax obligations um, pending to the state where you operate. Uh, you also, you know, if you have a website, you're going to want to look at opportunities to sell it if you can, otherwise to let it lapse uh, and take it down. Um, your emails, you're going to want to archive those so that you have record of them if you ever need to reflect back on anything. Um, you know, depending upon the company and your policies, making sure that um, you're doing that in a mindful way. So privacy is being protected. Um, you know, contacts are being handled um, appropriately. So given the entity and the requirements there, that might differ. If you're a small, you know, running a small practice, that's gonna be very different than if you had a massive customer base and you're needing to handle it um, legally and appropriately. And so really depending upon the size and complexity of the business that you are transitioning away from and closing down, seeking legal help with that is really critical to make sure you're doing it correctly um, and that you're not opening yourself up to future legal struggles and challenges because that does and can happen. Um, there's also a number of other things to really think about and look at. Do you have any residual value from your intellectual property? Is there opportunity to sell a portion of that or to white label it out elsewhere? Um, making sure you're closing out all of your accounts. Uh, if you've got credit card balances, any outstanding debt. Uh, really taking a look at all of your social media accounts, notification process for your clients and your vendors. Um, there's a number of different things there to really take a look at and collectively close. And it takes actually quite a while. And so making sure A, that you maintain an appropriate amount of funding and your checking account for the business to handle all those different activities, to handle that ongoing, you know, any additional debt, to handle the cancellation of in um, subscription payments or anything that your company regularly has to incur, that takes a bit of time to unwind effectively. And so coming up with a checklist for yourself of who do I need to notify and when 
and how, what's gonna be my channel, my means, because how you notify customers may be different than how you choose to notify vendors, which may be different than how you choose to notify investors. These are all things that you will have to take a look at as you plan your uh, wind down approach. So with that, uh, the advice here is not super specific just because it's going to vary greatly depending upon your industry and the business that you've been running. But know that you're not alone. There are many founders before you and many that were soon to come uh, and will come in the future. But closing down a venture is not a bad thing. It means you put yourself out there, it means you gave it your best, and it means you were not afraid to follow your dreams and to see what was possible. And just because this venture didn't take off in the way that you anticipated, doesn't mean that future ones won't. You have learned, you have grown, you have tried and experienced, and you have gained so much from that endeavor. So, Here's to you, way to go. And while we are grieving the loss of things we thought would happen and be in our careers, we're taking the moment to honor the experiences, to be grateful for what we did go through and what we learned and who we met. And we're excited for all that is to come. Because what's possible? The answer is everything. It just depends on what we put our time, energy, effort, and resources towards. And while it might turn out looking differently than we originally anticipated, we are exactly where we're meant to be. And that's a wrap on this episode of the Consultants Council. Thank you so much for your interest and engagement. Let us know what you'd like to learn more about by writing into info at theconsultantscouncil.com. Thanks to Kelsey Consulting for sponsoring this podcast and to Class Act Media for the media support. And with that, cheers and all my best. Have a great week. And remember, what's possible? Do more.